Welcome back to another quarantine version of the Tan and J-Man show. Got J-Man on the phone once again. No waving once again. What's going on, J-Man? What is up? Oh, you know, just trying to shelter in and stay healthy like everybody else. You know, I've been practicing social distancing my whole <laughs> life, so this is nothing. Yeah, but but usually you have sports on to watch. Yeah, <laughs> and usually I have sports to talk about on this show, too. Yeah, that's true, but uh, you've probably read uh, quite a few books now in the past couple of weeks. Yes, sir. Yeah. Any, anything good? Um, yeah, some decent books. I have not, I've actually, that uh, quarterback book I stole from you, yes. I've actually stopped reading it and have started another book. So, oh, okay. Uh, no, no sports books for the J-Man. Must not have been that good. That was okay. Yeah. Well, before we get into the sponsor read, I want to wish my grandpa, Jerry Lee, a happy 80, 80th birthday today. So Big 8 Big 8 So I'm hoping he's either watching or listening to this at a later time. And hope you've been enjoying your day and have a great last few hours of your birthday. So, But the Tan and J-Man Show, like it is every week, is sponsored by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, the Dam Lanny is the place to be. The Dam Lanny is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Mantle that focuses on freshness and quality. And they got the Dam Smoke right now, which is available on the weekends and features barbecue and steaks. Had some of their ribs on Friday Night J-Man. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good, huh? If you uh, get them, I suggest uh, using the uh, barbecue sauce that comes with, in the cups. They give you a few cups of barbecue sauce. It's kind of like a tainy barbecue. It tastes nice. kind of like a Carolina barbecue. Really good stuff. But, Didn't uh, I read on their Facebook page that they were going to take like pre-orders for them? Yes, you have to call like in. Uh, my parents actually called in on Thursday. Wow. Um, <laughs> and then you had to call in again one more time on Friday. But we got them, and they're pretty good. That just shows you how popular they are. Everybody yes, wants them. So, Hot item. In addition, you can wash – uh, wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including the constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail using made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitou in their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be by boat or by wheels, the Dam Landing is the place to be. Located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. All right, J-Man, I got a pretty good birdie bogey question for you, I think, this week. Let's hear it. But I think you're going to get it. That's the thing, which ticks me off. But um, there's been 27 most outstanding players in NCAA tournament history since we've been born. There's been 27 tournaments. Mm-hmm. There's only been one guy who's won that award to be drafted number one overall in the NBA draft. Who is he? I think I have a, a pretty good idea. One name pops into my head, but I will give you the answer later. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think you'll probably get it, but I feel pretty good about it, and that's usually when I uh, completely screw, screw it, it up. up. So yeah. I I think I'm on a uh, birdie streak, like a two. I don't know if you'd call a two week birdie streak a streak, but hey, uh, that doesn't happen very often on the show for either <laughs> one of us. So it really doesn't. So, so I'm I, feeling pretty good. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a thumbs up on that one. So Thank you. You yeah. ready to get educated here? Yeah, I'm going to tell you who the Birdie Bogey sponsored by real quick. Oh, and that's, that's the right. That's the, <laughs> that's the Noble Gnome LLC. Uh, they had a nice f- post today on their Facebook page. They say 
and they said that farmers are master are masters at social distancing, kind of like yourself, Jay. Man, maybe you need to be That's a farmer. Right. They're uh, taking this time to work in the greenhouse and prepare their equipment for a busy spring and summer ahead of us. They have invested in a greenhouse, a cooler, and post harvest storage building to ensue that you are getting the fresh produce they can provide. So, contact them today and uh, get yourself a membership. Get your badges. Yep, get them here soon. On this day is brought to you by Roadstar Driving School of Fulton County, which services all your teens to drivers' education needs. Call them at five seven four seven eight zero two two nine one or email them at Fulton at roadstardriving.com. Um, let's see here. We got a lot of uh, NCAA men's basketball championship uh, stuff going on here. Back in 1940, the second NCAA men's basketball championship was played. Um, unfortunately, the Indiana Hoosiers beat uh, the Kansas Jayhawks. Yes, that's one of their uh, five, one of their, what, two of their five banners that doesn't involve Coach Knight, so... Can you name who the most outstanding player was in that one? No. Marvin Huffman. Never heard of him. Me either. Until right now. Back in 1943, the fifth NCAA Men's Basketball Championship was played. Wyoming beat Georgetown 46-34. Kind of, uh, kind of sad Wyoming has a national championship and Illinois and Purdue does not. Yeah, that didn't feel the best. <laughs> Ken Sailors, I'm sure uh, you know who that is, when nope. it's named Tournament Most Outstanding Player. All right. There's a lot of uh, cricket stuff on this day, it looks <laughs> I like. You there's a lot uh, of crickets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back in 1981, the Hoosiers won another national title. They beat uh, North Carolina 63-50. Can you name who the most outstanding player was in that one? 81? 81. Um... Is that Isaiah Thomas? It was Isaiah Thomas. This is my least favorite on this day you've ever done. And it's going to get worse. It's, it's probably going to get worse. It's going to get however, worse. However, on this, for some reason, on this day, it cuts off at 2003, so there's nothing after Good. that. I can't Good. find anything. But I'm going to bring it up anyway once we get to... Uh, of course you are, because you're a... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just a... Family-friendly, so I'm not going to say what I want to. I'm just a mean fella. You are mean. Back in 1986, the PGA Tournament Players Championship was played at TPC Sawgrass on this day. Can you name who won that one? 86? Yes. Hmm. Let's go with Nick Faldo. You are wrong. It is uh, John Mahaffey? Mahaffey? Never heard of him. <laughs> M-A-H-A-F-F-E-Y. Mahaffey? Still never heard of him. Nope, never heard of him. Uh, he won by one stroke ahead of runner-up Larry Mize. Okay, I've heard of Larry Mize at least. So, On this date in 1990, Jack Nicholas made his debut on the Senior PGA Tour. Yeah, that yeah, that's actually I thought it was a little later than that, so okay. That makes sense, though. The, also, se- the Senior Tour kind of got uh, invented for him and Arnold Palmer just so they could keep playing competitively and, and play uh, with guys they thought they could you know compete with. Their own age group. Yeah, that, um, thank you. He uh, he shot a uh, one under in the first round and uh, won the event by four strokes from Gary Player. Oh, yep. There's another golf legend there. Yep. 
On this date in 1992, the two Chicago baseball teams linked up and swung a trade. Sammy Sosa headed to the Chicago Cubs. I feel like we uh, shared that one before on this podcast. I'm pretty sure. I, thi- I think at one point it was a birdie bogey question of who the oh. Cubs traded for Sosa. Do you remember? I remember you got it right. And now I don't remember. It was George Bell. Okay. Okay. But for some, it, it was a few years ago, right? Actually, when we first started doing birdie bogey. And if I remember, you got that and, one and right. And I think I got it right because I had just seen something on TV about it not too long before ah. that. That's probably why it was fresh in my mind. The 1997 PGA Players Championship was played at TPC Sawgrass on this date. Can you name who won that one? 97? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, uh, David Duvall, I don't know. Steve Elkington. I've heard of him. Of yeah. Australia. He led wire to wire. It was his uh, second player's championship title. Oh, well. And he won by a then record. It might still be a record. Seven strokes ahead of runner-up Scott Hawk. Hawk. Heaven to him, but... Um, this picture they have of Steve Elkington on the On This Day website, his face has a very Bartolo Cologne look to it. <laughs> I can see that a little, little bit, but. Uh, well, I, he, he just, it, it looks like he just made a shot and he was, uh, either <laughs> celebrating or something. Okay. So, um, on this date in 1998, the 60th NCAA men's basketball championship was played. Can you name who won? 98? Yeah. Um, it was either. I get my years confused. It was either Arizona or Yukon. It was neither. It oh, was God. Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. It was Kentucky. Yeah. Can, can can you name who they beat? Uh, Utah. No. Yeah, it was, was it Utah? was Utah? Majerus. Yeah, right. And then was Tony Delk the most outstanding player? It does not say. But I will say it is him or maybe Ron Mercer. A, I don't know. I was thinking maybe Ron Mercer. Uh, for some reason, I get those I years thinking, confused because I remember Miles Simon and like Mike Bibby led Arizona, and then you yes. had Richard Hamilton at UConn. So ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. I get those years kind of confused. And for some reason, I'm thinking Ron Mercer was before ninety eight. Okay, so maybe I, I could be wrong. Uh, I don't know. Um, it's on this yeah. one more uh, before. Hey, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll still talk about the uh, 2019 one here, just mm-hmm. to hear your uh, mm-hmm. thoughts a, a year later. But on this date in 2001, at 15 years and nine months old, American swimmer Michael Phelps breaks the 200-meter butterfly world record at the U.S. World Championship Trials in Austin, Texas. He went on to have a pretty good career. <laughs> he uh, wasn't too shabby. too shabby. He's like a, he's like a fish. Where did he go to college? Um, Arizona State. Michigan. Really? Yeah. I knew that. <laughs> I clearly didn't know that, but I uh, feel like I should know that. Um, 2003 Players Championship at TPC Sawgrass. Can you name who won in 2003? Gosh, probably not. But I'm going to guess Tiger Woods. I don't know. Davis Love. Ah, okay. I knew he won. On this but... date, one, 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 one more. On this date in 2003, uh, WrestleMania was held at Safeco Field in Seattle. 
Can you name who won the WWE Heavyweight Championship yeah, that year? Brock Lesnar beat Kurt Angle. Brock Lesnar beat and Kurt it, Angle. It was known for he went to do a shooting star press, which is unheard of for a guy his size to do. He botched it and about broke his neck in the match. I, yep. I don't know. I don't know what that means. It's so. a it's a it's pretty much a like a, you know what a moonsault is? Nope. Okay. Uh, it's <laughs> it would be impressive if somebody could do it off the diving board. They pretty much jump up and twist their whole body you, up in the air and You stand up on that table right now and show us. <laughs> I would have a broken neck. <laughs> so but yes, yes, I uh, And yeah. On this day last year, um the eventual national champion Virginia Cavaliers hit a miracle shot to force overtime against Purdue, and the rest is history. Yep. Well, I was talking with some of my Purdue buddies about that this morning because I realized today was a year ago, and I still remember yeah. the last 16 seconds of regulation like it was yesterday. Grady Eifert gets the rebound, kicks out the Ryan Klein. Ryan Klein gets fouled. Place is going nuts because it was 90 to 95% Purdue fans. I'm thinking, okay, he's still got to make these because he struggles – Late in the game with free throws, he makes the mm-hmm. first one. I'm feeling pretty good. Misses the second. I'm like, okay, is Matt going to foul or not? And he waited till about seven seconds or so to foul. Um, Virginia guy goes to the line, makes the first. Hi, Jerome. Uh, Jerome, thank you. Uh, misses the second. Still don't know if he tried to miss it or not, but ball gets it, tipped back. and It looked like he tried to miss it. Of course, I haven't really watched the replay, and I'm sure you haven't watched, not watched the replay. I, I've really seen think. the shot, but I will not I, I will not watch that game um, in its entirety, oh, which is too bad because I feel like I didn't appreciate and still don't appreciate Carson, effort, Carson Edwards' effort in performance had, that day. Had 42 um, points. It just hurts too bad to go back and watch it. Maybe uh, if I'm Purdue good, eventually yeah. makes a Final Four, then I can go back and watch it, but uh, – I don't know, just to you know, miss a free throw, miss a box out, and then have a amazing pass and catch and shot, and then losing overtime, pretty pretty heartbreaking. Um, it, but there was one thing the other day, and I honestly don't remember overtime very well. Carson Edwards hit a shot to put Purdue up one with forty nine seconds left in overtime. I do remember that. Yeah, I, um, did, I did not. And recall. I, I want to say, Ty Jerome came down, maybe had an and one. Or something. I I don't really know how it played out, but uh, you guys had a chance to tie at the buzzer, but it was kind of a miscommunication between uh, Edwards and Klein, and Edwards threw the ball out of bounds. Yes, he or, did. It was it was going to take a heck of a play to tie the game. Right, they were guarding everybody, but yeah, yeah, yep. Um, that it, was a rough one. Oh yeah, it's the roughest sports loss of my life, and the only other closest is the Flacco Hail Mary game against the Broncos and the. 2013 but uh there was also another purdue event of course it wouldn't be on your on this day list but back in uh, on this day in 2011 uh, matt painter turned down the missouri job and announced he was staying at purdue so i remember um i was at grace college at the time and i remember just following it religiously on my phone because uh it was a bad deal for illinois either way either he stays at purdue and we have to play him once or twice a year, or he goes to Missouri, and we still have to play him. Uh, so I was uh, pretty in tune with that. And I, I remember all the reports. It sure felt like he was going to leave. It did. Even around campus, everybody was saying they thought he was gone. And, you know, and then, I don't know, it just kind of drastically changed. Some people to this day think he was using it all as leverage to get more out of Morgan Burke, sure. more money, more uh, promises for facilities and other things. Who knows? But uh, I think he made the right decision. 
at least looking back, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he could have done good thing, really good things uh, in Missouri. I, I don't know. I think he is very capable of doing good things anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, you know my feelings on Missouri. <laughs> I, I do. I do. And, and I remember being a freshman at Purdue and, you know, everybody thought he was going to leave. So then it's like, okay, who could Purdue could try to go get? You know, Brad Stevens was getting thrown out there. Shaka mm. Smart was getting thrown out there. Just led VCU. Well, both Stevens just led Butler to back-to-back runner-ups and Shaka yeah. led VCU to Final Four. It's like, if Morgan Burke isn't going to pay Matt Painter what he wants, why? how's he going to pay these guys enough to leave? So right. I think Conzo Martin probably would have been the guy if that would all went down. But Man, you would have. At the time, you might have liked it, but uh, yeah. he would he would not still be there. No, you're probably you're you're probably right. Yeah. So, but it all it all ended up working out. So. Yeah. But, but I didn't even realize that was today until I read that. So. That's unbelievable. It was nine years yeah, ago. Feels it does feel like quite a while back now, but uh, yeah. All right. Uh, you want to hit on a little NFL free agency? Has. I haven't really followed it since uh, last Monday. Has really anything happened since? I mean, nothing huge, nothing groundbreaking. Um, I mean, we're still waiting for Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, yeah. and Andy Dalton to land places. And did we even share last week where we thought those guys might go? You know, I don't. I don't remember at all. Um, of course, with this whole quarantine thing it seems like each week takes about a year oh, doesn't it really yeah that's uh, brutal yeah, yeah I, th- I think they're all three going to be back up somewhere um I, j- I just don't know where they land i i do remember last week we were kind of talking um how in my opinion i thought new england was really the only place that you could go in there and be the starter yeah um, I think we also threw out maybe the Chargers too, because somebody could easily yeah. beat out Tyrod. Yeah. Um, but man, I haven't really heard any reports of Cam Newton like going anywhere except the Chargers because he was working out with Tyrod. True. But, um, I I don't know, but I agree with you. I think at least two of those guys will have to be backups. And, and you know, people are going to get hurt. Um, starters are sure. going to get hurt. It happens every year, so. Any of those guys are capable of coming in and winning football games for you. I just don't know where they fit. Yeah. And um, and, and Jameis isn't going to get the money he wants. No, Jameis, at least during the season, said he wanted $30 million a yeah. year. Yeah, no, I have no um, And this is actually breaking news here. Um, it's off topic a little bit, but uh, the NCAA has reportedly approved an extra year of eligibility for all spring sport athletes. Good, good. I, I, I that need to happen, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is the winter one. In my opinion, does not need to happen. I hundred percent agree. I, uh, they were voting on that one too, but I can't imagine they approved that one. And I haven't heard. I, so. mean, I mean, it's a it's a terrible situation, and it sucks for everybody. Sure. Don't get me wrong. But those guys played 80, 85%, 90% of their season. Some already played 100%, 100% of their season. Yeah. So I, I don't think they need another year. And But here's where it gets sticky, even for the spring sports. So the seniors get an extra year, but like the juniors, they're still going to be seniors next year, right? Um, it, it, did, it does not say all it says is they approved an extra year of eligibility for all spring sport athletes. So okay. that's freshmen, so all these okay. guys. So it's, well, it's essentially – a red shirt year for everyone. All right. That makes more sense. So, um, but the question is how do 
like the freshman classes that are coming in next year fit into the equation. I think um, everybody kind of gets a pass for scholarship numbers for a year or something, or maybe everybody they should. gets you know tacked on a couple of scholarships. I'm not sure. But that also affects the like high school juniors right now. They're they're are going to be sure. seniors next uh, yeah, year. You're right. What do they do? I mean, the NCAA was in a tough, tough spot to make a decision on this. It's just it's going to be interesting to see how it all works out. But um, yeah, going back to NFL free agency real quick. Uh, yeah, nothing groundbreaking, I guess, or earth shattering of as far as guys leaving teams. I know like. Personally, though, Denver was affected a little bit by uh, Derek Wolf went to Baltimore for a one-year, a six million dollar deal, three million guaranteed. Uh, can make an additional three million with incentives. I guess Denver didn't even offer him, which was kind of surprising. He's coming off a career year. I, I know he's getting up there in age, but um, yeah, how old is he? Is he 30? 30, 30, 31 around there, maybe. maybe. He had okay. seven sacks last year, which was a career high for him. Uh, they did re-sign Shelby Harris to a one-year, $3 million deal, which is way lower than they thought he was going to get. They thought originally he'd get 8 to $9 million a year by somebody, and the market just kind of went a different way. Well, speaking of players that don't have a great free agent market right now, is another defensive advantage, Davion Clowney. Exactly, yep. Um, for some reason, I thought he had this huge year last year, yep. and he had, three, he had three sacks. Yep. Yep. He 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 wants to be like the highest paid defensive end ever. Well, um, and I'm really he, glad you brought him up. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, I've got. I was just saying he's 27 years old. Um, only has 32 career sacks. It's not like he's been this awesome number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where he goes to. Um, the Seahawks don't really have that much cap space to even re-sign him. So. Nope. Nope. Yeah, it's been an interesting year. There's just some guys that it was hard to figure how they stayed free agents so long through this process, but the market just kind of, it always sets itself pretty early on in free agency, and it's always interesting. Yep. But I'm glad you brought up Jadavian Clowney because a uh, good uh, listener and viewer of the show, good friend Sean Shriver, wanted you and I to go back to the last 20 years and evaluate the number one overall picks in the MLB and NFL and give them a grade. I let you handle the MLB ones. I went ahead and did the NFL ones. I don't know if you did it all or not. I did not. Okay. Uh, Well, let's go ahead and since we're talking about NFL, we'll keep talking about that and then you can give your MLB ones. So going back to the year 2000, can you tell me who the number one pick overall NFL draft pick was in 2000? I actually have it up here right now, but I would have guessed um, Courtney Brown anyway because for some reason that's always been just yep. burned into my brain for whatever reason because he's awful. Yeah, defensive tackle from Penn State. Courtney Brown was selected number one in the 2000 NFL draft by the Cleveland Browns. He went on to play seven seasons for the Browns and the Denver Broncos. He had 94 total tackles and 19 sacks, seven seasons. I gave it a big old D for a grade. You know, that's a better grade than I would have given it. Um, he was pretty injured most of his career, if you look at his it's, how many games he played. But. It's just it's a classic Cleveland Brown selection uh, to be picking number one overall and take a defensive tackle. Um, two Penn State guys actually went number one and number two, and LeVar Arrington went second. Yep. I was, uh, I don't know, 
and some guys I think I was pretty lenient and others I was pretty harsh on. So, You know, looking at this first round, it wasn't a very good first round. There's one Hall of Famer, and that's Brian Urlacher. Um, you have guys like Jamal Lewis went fifth. He had a decent clear 10,000 career rushing yards. Uh, Sean Alexander went 19. Yeah, he's pretty good one. Chad Pennington was the best quarterback in that first round. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, it's a whole bunch of suck, really. <laughs> well, Trung Candidate went 31st overall. You remember Trung? No. With the Rams? No, I don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a funny name, though. The next year, the, the draft was pretty loaded. And the number one pick was Michael Vick, quarterback from Virginia Tech, went to the Falcons. Uh, he played 14 seasons. For the Falcons, Eagles, can you tell me the other two teams he played for? I remember him with the Jets. Yep. Um, I want to say, like, the Redskins? Steelers. Steelers. I don't remember with the Steelers at all. He had to come in late in the year to start a game or two when they still had a chance to make the playoffs, and huh. I don't think he did anything. But uh, he ended up with 22,464 passing yards. And... Uh, 6,109 rushing yards, which is pretty insane for a quarterback. He had yep. 133 touchdowns to 88 interceptions. Of course, he missed. How many seasons did he miss due to prison time? Um, Let's see here. Clicking on his IMDb. IMDb. Not on IMDb. Pro football reference page here, <laughs> and for some reason it's not loading, so I have no clue. Yeah, I, I feel like I mean, he missed uh, two or three seasons at least. Sounds about right. When, when the Falcons went ahead and moved on to Matt Ryan. Um, but Michael Vick was a pretty darn good player, especially when he was on the Falcons, and he had one really good year as an Eagle. I gave him a overall grade of a B for his career. That's a, that's a pretty good grade there. I would have given it like a C-. minus. I didn't do too many plus and minuses. I went a lot of whole letters. A couple, but I went a lot of whole letters. And mainly, of course, um, no one would have thought Drew Brees would end up being this good considering nope. he went in the second round. Sec- first uh, but, pick, second uh, round, yep. Yeah, the should char- have taken Drew Brees. The Chargers got LT and uh, Drew Brees in that draft. Yeah, that's, not a, that's not a bad one to uh, punch there. Didn't the Chargers originally have that number one overall pick and they traded it to the Falcons? I do not know. And they had the fifth and they swapped? I'm pretty sure. I, mean, I could be wrong. But... <laughs> Uh, 2002, that was the first ever pick for the new, newly franchised Houston Texans at the time. They took David Carr, quarterback from Ouch. Fresno State. He played 12 seasons for the Texans, the 49ers, and the Giants. He had 14,452 passing yards, 65 touchdowns, 71 picks. Got sacked 267 times, including an NFL record, at least at the time, 76 times in 2002. <laughs> I gave it a big old F. Big old F. L- listen to the three quarterbacks that were taken in the first round that year. We had David Carr, number one overall. Joey Harrington went third overall. Yeah, he was a bust. And Patrick Ramsey went to the uh, Washington Redskins at 32. That's got to be the worst Awful. first round of quarterbacks ever. Julius Peppers went second in that draft. Should have taken him. Yeah. Uh, Dwight Freeney went 11th. Yeah, he's a pretty good one. And Ed Reed went 24th. Oh, there's your best player of the first round right there. Yep. 
Uh, the 03 draft th- saw a much better quarterback get selected by the Cincinnati Bengals as they took Carson Palmer, QB from USC. He went on to have a pretty darn good career, 15 seasons. He started for the Bengals, the Raiders, and the Cardinals. 46,247 passing yards, 294 touchdowns, 187 picks. I gave his career a B plus. I always thought he was pretty darn good. It was pretty good. Uh, he blew out his knee. Um, I think was it the second year he blew it out. It was in the playoff game against the Steelers. Against, against the Steelers, um, and then kind of resurrected his career when he was traded to the Cardinals. Yeah, he didn't do he much was, in Oakland. He was awful with the Raiders. Yeah, yeah most people are. Um, so. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, let's see here. O- Andre Johnson went third that year. He's a Hall of Famer. Um, Terrell got, got Sup- to be eventually. Yeah, he will be. Terrell Suggs will be a Hall mm-hmm. of Famer. He went 10th. And Troy Polamalu went 16th. Well, pretty good Pretty good uh, list of defenders there. Do you want to hear the quarterbacks who were taken after him? Sure. In the first round, Byron Leftwich went 7th overall. Okay. Kyle Bowler went Oh, 19th. he was the worst. And the Baltimore gave him so many chances. He was awful. And old Rexy Grossman went twenty second. It's another bad draft class besides for quarterbacks Real besides bad. Palmer. So at least Leftwich is a offensive coordinator now. So yeah, who who is he with? What wasn't he with Tampa? Yeah, Tampa Bay with Arians because I know he yes. was in Arizona. Once. Yes, yes, you're right. <clears throat> so he's going to be. Will he be Brady's office coordinator then? If he's still there. No, I'm not sure. Huh. Well, 2004, you had the Chargers had the number one pick. Eli Manning, quarterback from Ole Miss, said he wasn't going to play for them. So they traded with the Giants, who where the Chargers ended up taking Phillip Rivers. And Eli went on to have a 15-season career, all with the uh, Giants. Two-time Super Bowl champ, 57,023 passing yards, 366 touchdowns, 244 picks. I gave that an A because I think he is a Hall of Famer to be. I agree. Uh, when you win two Super Bowls, uh, you probably deserve to have an A next yep. to your name in a draft grade. Yep. That that was a loaded quarterback class, though. Yes, it was. You have three Hall of Famers picked in the first 11 picks quarterback-wise. You also get to add in Larry Fitzgerald. He was taken third. Yep. Uh, he'll be a Hall of Famer. Who was second? Robert Gallery. No, uh, yeah, he was a bust. At, Tackle at from Iowa. Iowa to the Raider. Yeah. Another Raider. Classic. Another Raider. That's classic uh, old Al Davis there. <laughs> uh, in 05, we got another quarterback taking number one overall. That was Alex Smith out of Utah. He played uh, 13 seasons so far, at least. I don't think he'll ever come back. But for San Francisco, Kansas City, and the Washington Redskins, 34,068 passing yards. 193 touchdowns to 101 interceptions. I gave this his career a C minus. Really? Yeah. Um, I probably would have given it a B. Okay. Um, he um, it took him about five or six years to uh, kind of hit his stride there. Uh, that book, that quarterback book I was talking to you about that I, st- <laughs> I stole from you, uh, it talks about him a lot. He had. Five different offensive coordinators over his first five seasons in San Francisco. Yeah, I do remember. Not great. Yeah, he uh, he kind of got the shaft um, the year they made the Super Bowl and ended mm-hmm. up losing to the Ravens because they went with Kaepernick when he didn't do anything wrong. So, right, he just got hurt. Um, 
I will say the 49ers made the wrong selection that draft. Yeah, they could have got Aaron Rodgers. Should have been Aaron Rodgers. At least they didn't go Brady Quinn route, I guess. But Yeah. Um, I'm going to start flying through these because you still have your MLB, and then I still got my mock draft to go through. And I see right. we got 28 I guess we got 28 minutes still. But uh, 06, we saw um, the Houston Texans kind of shock everybody, at least they did me, and took defensive end Mario Williams from NC State over uh, USC running back Reggie Bush. Mario went on to have a pretty good career, 10 seasons with the Texans, the Bills, and the Dolphins, 97 and a half career sacks. I gave him a B. Hey, he wasn't terrible. He had really good years in Buffalo. Yeah. 13 and, not, 13 and 14 sacks, I believe, back-to-back years. He, he was not good with the Dolphins no. his one year there. No. Uh, 2007, this is a fun one. The Raiders took Jamarcus Russell, quarterback from uh, LSU. He played three seasons in the league, all for the Oakland. 4,083 passing yards, 18 touchdowns, 23 picks, 70 sacks. That's the biggest F I could give. How many um, drinks of purple drank did he drink? Too many to count. <laughs> Calvin Johnson went second in that draft. Joe Thomas went third. <laughs> Adam Eight- Davis. Adrian Peterson went 7th. Marshawn Lynch went 12th. Darrell Rivas, 14th. Ouch. Joe Staley's a Hall of Famer. He went 28th. Hey, he can think that Notre Dame defense in the Sugar Bowl from for uh, <laughs> elevating his draft stock out of the roof. So. Gotta love Al Davis. Just win, baby. The, the worst Al Davis pick ever might have been Darius Hayward Bay at number 7 overall. That was a bad one. Sebastian Janikowski was pretty bad, too. Yeah. take a... Like Didn't he take Shane Leckler pretty high up in like the second round too? Yeah, it was like a second round. Jeez. <laughs> 2008 saw so your Miami Dolphins take Jake Long, offensive tackle out of Michigan. He played nine seven seasons for the Dolphins, Rams, Falcons, and Vikings. I found this oppressive. He started 99 games out of 104 in his career. For a guy that got hurt all the time, that is pretty yeah. impressive. It's hard for me to evaluate a offensive tackle because – they don't have a ton of stats. But I gave him a, a B, but I kind of wanted to throw this one your way and see what you That's thought about it. A, a B's fair. He was a Hall of Fame level player. He just could not stay healthy enough. Um, if he would have just been able to stay healthy and play 10, 11 seasons with the Dolphins, I think he would have been a first ballot Hall of Fame type guy. But uh, unfortunately, he uh, could not stay healthy. And that's... <laughs> That's a pretty big key if you want to uh, make the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big piece of the game there. Matt Ryan went third. Should have taken him. Yeah. Joe, Fl- Joe Flacco went 18th. Out of Delaware. 09 draft. So the Detroit Lions take their current and still, or their, you know, currently active quarterback, Matthew Stafford out of Georgia. He's played 11 seasons all in Detroit, 41,025 yards. 256 touchdowns, 134 picks. I really like Stafford, so I probably gave him a better grade than a lot of people, but I gave him a B so far for his career. Um, Looking at the rest of this first round, it was one of the worst first rounds I've maybe not ever seen, um, but probably I don't venture to say Matt Stafford's the best player out of that first round. Yeah. I mean, they have Michael Crabtree, Malcolm Jenkins, Alex Mack, Clay Matthews are still playing, yeah. and Andre Smith. So, But other than that, it's just it hasn't been very good. The 2010 draft saw the uh, then St. Louis Rams take uh, Oklahoma quarterback Sam Bradford, who played eight seasons for the Rams. 
Eagles, Vikings, and Cardinals. He had 19,449 yards, 103 touchdowns, and 61 picks. I gave that a D. I like that grade. Um, he made a ton of money. Yeah, for sure did. Very, very mediocre quarterback. Never really had a ton to work with, but no. um, yeah, just wasn't wasn't very good. 2011 saw the Carolina Panthers take uh, Cam Newton, quarterback from Auburn, and like we just mentioned earlier, they just released him uh, over the weekend or last week. Nine seasons played so far, all for the Panthers, 29,041 yards, 182 touchdowns to 108 interceptions, 4,806 rushing yards. I gave him a B-, and I'm kind of mad I gave him that good of a grade. But he led yeah. his team to the Super Bowl and was the MVP, MVP in 2015. Uh, so that that draft was loaded. I mean, you had yes. Von Miller went after that. AJ Green went four. Mm-hmm. Patrick Peterson, Julio Jones, JJ Watt, Tyron Smith, a uh, Mike Pouncey, Ryan Kerrigan. Yeah, that was a loaded draft. Um, that was a real good draft. Cam Cam Hayward. I still think they made the right pick for the time. Oh, absolutely. Um, but looking back, they probably should have taken Von Miller. But then again, they probably don't get to the Super Bowl either. So. Yep. 2012, uh, the Indianapolis Colts, after having a really bad year due to uh, Peyton Manning sitting out the year with a neck injury, they took the next Peyton to be, uh, at least everybody thought, and Andrew Luck, quarterback from Stanford. But injuries cut his career short, and he's now retired after just six seasons with the Colts. He threw 23,671 yards had 171 touchdowns and 83 picks. I gave him a B for his career. That's fair. Just couldn't stay healthy. Nope. Really, really <laughs> good player. And on, on, honestly, a lot of similarities to a guy like Jake Long. Yep. Yep. 2013, I always forget about this guy. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs took, draft. <laughs> took offensive tackle out of Central Michigan, Eric Fisher. He still is their starting tackle, one of their starting tackles. He's played 70, 70, and has not played 70. He's played seven seasons so far for the Chiefs. I gave him a B. I don't. I mean, he's still in the league. He starts every game. It took him a little while to get going, but uh, he's been pretty good the past few years. Yes, he has. Um, 2014 draft, uh, saw the Texans take Jadavian Clowney, defensive tackle from South Carolina. He's played six seasons for the Texans and the Seahawks and has 32 career sacks, like you said earlier. I gave him a C so far for his career. You know, I like that grade as well. I agree with you. Um, they should have taken Khalil Mack looking back. Yes. Or even Mike Mike Evans went seven. Yes. And o- OBJ went – actually, they should have taken Aaron Donald. He went 13. Yeah. I'm going to fly through these next ones so we can get moving to your list and then to my mock draft. But uh, I still have to do a bucket as well. Oh, that's right. So, uh, 2015, uh, saw the Buccaneers stay in state and take Florida State quarterback Jameis Winston. He's played five seasons for the Bucks, 19,737 yards, 121 touchdowns, 88 picks. Thought that pick number would be higher. I gave him a D-plus so far because I don't like the guy. <laughs> Probably not fair, but. That's all right with me. Uh, 2016, uh, the now L.A. Rams took um, Cal quarterback Jared Goff. Four seasons so far for the Rams, 14,219 yards, 87 touchdowns, only 42 picks. That really surprised me. That's why I gave him a B minus so far. Who who are you taking, Goff or Wentz? Goff stays healthy. Wentz doesn't. That's fair. Uh, Wentz has better career numbers than Goff, but uh, Goff's played in the suit. Of course, 
Well, I guess Carson Wentz hasn't played. In no, Super Nick Foles got it done. So yeah. I know my dad's a big, big Carson Wentz fan. So I give him a lot uh, of grief that I don't like Wentz. So we kind of go gonna, back and forth there. We're going to feel the wrath of Eric oh, Lee. I'm surprised the comment hadn't popped up on Facebook yet. <laughs> uh, 2017 saw the Browns take a uh, defensive end from Texas A&M, Miles Garrett, three seasons so far, 30 and a half sacks and one helmet throw or punch or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I gave him a B so far for his career. He's a pretty good player. He's good. Um, should have been Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. Yes. But they got their quarterback in the 2018 draft, Baker Mayfield, Heisman Trophy winner out of Oklahoma. Two seasons so far, 7,552 yards, 49 touchdowns, 35 picks. Bad year last year. That's why I'm giving him a C- minus so far. I like it. And then last year, uh, the Arizona Cardinals took Kyler Murray, another Heisman winning tr- trophy, Heisman Trophy winning quarterback out of uh, Oklahoma. He was the rookie of the year last year for offense, 3,722 yards, 544 rushing yards, 20 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. I gave his grade based just on his year last year, so that's a B. A decent rookie year. Yeah. Yep. So that's all I got. Now it's your turn to do some MLB. Right. First off, this will be the J-Man's Bucket Prediction of the Week. Brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for home, life, renters, workman's comp, farm. Am I missing one? I don't have the list in front of me. So All right. Contact Travis at 219. I'll find All right. it. 219-869-4561. And you can email him at travis.watchering at infb.com. Non-sports related here for this bucket. But Laura Lenny will win a primetime Emmy for her performance in season three of Ozark that is streaming on Netflix. Her uh, performance was fantastic. That is we, the first non-sports book that I think we've ever had in the three and a half I, years we've done this show. You know, I think so. And we won't find out until, I don't know, when they, January maybe. But uh, You had a book it last week for like, <laughs> that we won't find it, out for like. A long time. <laughs> That's all right. All right. We have about 17 minutes left, so I'll try to fly through these. Uh, In 2000, the number one overall pick was Adrian Gonzalez. Can you name the team that uh, drafted him? Padres. Florida Marlins, Mm. who then traded him to the Rangers, who then traded him to the Padres. See, see, I had the Padres in there. So, Over 2,000 career hits, 317 homers. Um, He was, of course, traded – from the Padres to the Red Sox, can you name the headliner in that uh, trade that saw him go to the Red Sox? Oh, um, oh, <clears throat> I'm blanking right now. Anthony Rizzo. Oh, I wouldn't. Nope, I didn't know that. So that's who I, I wasn't gonna say. <laughs> I gave that one an A minus. Um, Chase Utley was the only other mm. guy, um, and he probably should have gone number one in 2001. The number one overall pick was sweet swinging Joe Maurer. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty good career. Of, of the uh, Minnesota Twins. He was the 2009 AL MVP, over 2,100 career hits, 388 career on base percentage. I gave that grade an A. Um, a, a lot of my grades had to do with who else was taken in the first round that year. So, like, I didn't go back and look at the second or third or anything like that round. It was just who was based or based on who was taken in the first round. 
Mark Teixeira and David Wright uh, went oh, after yeah. him. Actually, Mark Pryor went second that draft um, out of USC. We all know how that turned out. So I gave that one an A, though. 2002, the Pittsburgh Pirates took Brian Bullington out of Ball State. Wow. Number one overall pick. I think he went to high school in Madison, Indiana. Um, Threw 81 career innings in the majors with a 5.62 ERA. Gave this one a big ol' F. (laughs) Chirp, chirp, F. (laughs) It it was a really good first round that saw Zach Greinke, Prince Fielder, Scott Casimir, Nick Swisher, Cole Hamels, Denard Span, Matt Cain, and about 15 other guys that had better Major League (laughs) Baseball careers than that guy did. Who drafted him again? Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, well, yeah. 2003, Delman Young was taken by the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. He is the brother of Dimitri. Dimitri Young, yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember Dimitri? Yeah. Uh, Delman hit 109 career homers, had a bunch of off-the-field issues um, and on-the-field issues. He is the guy who, when he was in the minors, just probably just six or seven years ago, threw a bat at the umpire. (laughs) I remember that. Um, I I, I give that one a D-minus. It was a not a great first round, but it had Nick Markakis, John Danks, Aaron Hill, and Adam Jones. 2004, Matt Bush, who was taken as a shortstop by the San Diego Padres, he also had a ton of off-the-field issues, spent 39 months in a Florida State prison after his third DUI, has multiple felonies on his record, but finally made his major league debut at the age of 30 as a pitcher for the Texas Rangers, and he's best known for hitting Jose Bautista, uh, who then ended up starting the brawl at second base yep. a few years ago. Um, I gave that a big old F. <laughs> all that, all, all you need to know about that one is Justin Verlander went second. Yeah, that hurts. Out of, I, I think Verlander went to Old Dominion or something like that. I will look that up, just why I got time here. 2005, Justin Upton was taken by the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's had a pretty good career, four-time All-Star, 298 career homers at this point, 822 career OPS. I gave this grade a B. Um, A few guys that I would have taken over, uh, Justin Upton. Alex Gordon went second that year. Uh, He's ended up having a really good career with the Royals. Ryan Zimmerman, Mr. National as they call him. Uh, Ryan Braun, Troy Tulowitzki, and Andrew McCutcheon all went after him. Verlander did go to Old Dominion, so you're correct. That's what I thought. 2006, Luke Hoshaver of the Kansas City Royals had a 4.98 career ERA, over 929 career innings. He was much better as a reliever, though, where he had a 2.95 career ERA out of the pen in 171 years, or 171 innings, sorry. I gave that a big old F. A lot of Fs um, getting flown around. I feel like we're back yeah. in uh, pre-Cal or something. <laughs> Um, yeah, I saw a lot of those on my report cards in middle school. Um, but Evan Longoria, Clayton Kershaw, and Max Scherzer all went within the next 10 picks after that. Ouch. Yeah, yeah that one hurts. Uh, 2007, David Price, drafted by the Tampa Bay Rays. He had a good career, five-time All-Star, 2012 AL Cy Young Award winner, 3.31 career ERA. Gave that grade an A minus. It was a weak first round, but had Madison Bumgarner, Jason Hayward, and Josh Donaldson all go in that first round. 2008, Tim Beckham, not to be confused with Tim Beckman, <laughs> was drafted by the Tampa Bay Rays. He has 63 career homers, played last year for the Mariners. I gave that grade a big old F. 
After him went Eric Hosmer, Buster Posey, Garrett Cole, and Lance Lynn. Man. Garrett Cole did not sign, though. Okay. He, was, he was actually drafted by the Yankees that year, I believe, and did not so sign. So it was just meant to be. So Yeah, I must have been. And, of course, he's made a – or signed for a lot of money if we ever get to play yeah, baseball. Yeah, yeah. Might not even see a pitch this year. <laughs> Fun stuff. <laughs> 2009, Steven Strasburg was taken by the Washington Nationals. San Diego State, All-Star. right? San Diego State. San Diego State. Yeah. Yes, sir. 3.17 career ERA. Won the World Series MVP last year as a 1.46 career postseason ERA. I gave that grade an A. The only guy that I would have taken over him in that draft was Mike Trout. Understandable. I think he went 25th or so that year, 25th or 26th uh, to the Angels. 2010, Bryce Harper was taken by the Washington Nationals. Six-time All-Star, 2012 Rookie of the Year. 2015 MVP award winner, 897 career OPS. I gave that grade an A. Um, the three guys after him that uh, could have been number one picks were Manny Machado, Chris Sale, and Christian Yelich. Yeah, Bryce Harper was about the most hyped up prospect, at least f- ever. For, yeah, that I could ever remember. I, that I've ever seen. Um, I mean, there he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at like 14 or yeah, 15 he was years the, old. The back wall at Tropicana with a metal baseball bat in high school. Insane. <laughs> 2011, Garrett Cole was taken number one overall by the Pittsburgh Pirates. 3.22 career ERA, 2.68 uh, career ERA in his two seasons with the Astros. And got shelled by the Cubs in the 2015 wild card game. Uh, Kyle Schwarber's homer still has not landed. Um, but <laughs> I gave that grade an A minus. A couple guys after him were really good Francisco Lindor, Javi Baez, uh, the cheater George Springer, uh, Sonny Gray, and Jose Fernandez all went after him. 2012, I, I only went up to 2015, um, so I only got four left here. But 2012, Carlos Correa. He's a notorious cheater, so his numbers should be asterisked. But he has an 845 career <clears throat> OPS with a 24.5 career uh, war. I gave it an A minus. He's been the best player taken in that first round. Um, but Corey Seager and Marcus Stroman are other notables that went in the first round. 2013, Mark Appel of the Houston Astros. He was the absolute surefire number one pick that year. Um, in fact, I know a lot of teams had him as the number one overall prospect. I know the Cubs did, uh, but he has been a complete bust, never made it to the majors, and has since retired. Um, I gave that grade a big old F. <laughs> uh, Chris Bryant has been the best player in that first round. He went the next pick, uh, but Aaron Judge has been a close second. 2014, Brady Aiken was taken by the Houston Astros. He was the undisputed top draft prospect, but never signed because the Astros screwed him over because they lowballed him. But when they said they found an injury, he had to go to a uh, Juco after that and end up going, I think, 16th overall in 2015. He was the first number one overall pick to not sign since Tim Belcher in 1983. Gave that one a big old F. Aaron Nola, Trey Turner, Michael Conforto, Matt Chapman, and Jack Flaherty all went after him. Last one. You still there? Yeah, I'm still there. I'm learning a lot. All right. <laughs> I hope you're not uh, falling asleep. No, I'm still awake. 2015, Dansby Swanson was taken by the Arizona Diamondbacks. He was traded to the Braves shortly after he got drafted, it felt like. Uh, he's been an average shortstop. 
Uh, so I gave that grade a C. Uh, the pathological lying cheater Alex Bregman was taking <laughs> the next pick. Um, Andrew Benintendi, Walker Bueller, Mike Soroka, and even a guy like Ian Happ could be taken instead of him. So I gave that one a C. Uh, from 2016 to 2019, no player, uh, no f- number one overall pick is made to the majors. Um, a couple good ones, though. Last year, Adley Rutschman of, uh, out of Oregon State was taken by the Orioles. He, if they would have played a full season this year, would have probably made it to the majors. And then in 2018 was Casey Mize, uh, was taken by the Tigers. He's a right-handed pitcher. He had a good chance to make it to the majors this year if they were to uh, play a season. But we just don't know. Nope. Time will tell, but uh, good work, Jay, man. I can tell you really enjoyed Thank doing you. that. So that was, I, I that had was a, a lot of fun doing that. that I'd do impressive. it all over again if I, I could. I learned a lot, so I, I need to make sure to give you more time next time. So, <laughs> Well, I am going to absolutely fly through this mock draft. Um, Let's hear it. The first three picks are the same as last month. So number one, you got the Cincinnati Bengals taking Joe Burrow, quarterback from LSU. Number two, you got the Redskins taking defensive end from Ohio State, Chase Young. Number three, you got the Lions taking cornerback from Ohio State, Jeffrey Okuda. Number four, I had the Giants last month taking Isaiah Simmons, linebacker from Clemson, but I have them taking offensive tackle from Iowa, Tristan Wirfs. Now, I got your Dolphins at number five, taking Tua, quarterback from Alabama. Tungabaloa. There you go. Number six, I got the Chargers, finding their quarterback of the future in Justin Herbert from Oregon. I have Carolina taking defensive uh, lineman out of Auburn, Derek Brown, at number seven. I have Isaiah Simmons, linebacker from LSU, sliding down to number eight to the Cardinals. I have the Jaguars taking uh, South Carolina defensive lineman Javon Kinlaw at number nine. I have the Browns taking offensive tackle from Alabama, uh, Jedrick Wills at number 10. I have the Jets taking Louisville offensive tackle, uh, Makai Becton at number 11. I have the uh, Las Vegas Raiders taking speedy wide receiver out of Alabama, Jerry Judy at number 12. Uh, 13, San Francisco now has that. They got that in a trade from Indianapolis. Got them taking wide receiver C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. Number 14, I have the Buccaneers taking Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle from Georgia. Number 15, I got the Denver Broncos taking Henry Ruggs, wide receiver from Alabama. Number 16, I got the Falcons taking uh, Clavon Chasong, I believe is how you say his name, Chasson, linebacker from LSU. Number 17, I got the Cowboys taking cornerback C.J. Henderson from Florida. Number 18, I got the Miami Dolphins taking offensive tackle Austin Jackson from USC. Number 19, I got the Las Vegas Raiders taking Xavier McKinney, uh, safety from Alabama. Number 20, I got the Jaguars taking Patrick Queen, linebacker from LSU. Number 21, I got the Eagles taking Justin Jefferson, wide receiver from LSU. I'm really getting tired of saying LSU. At number 22, I got the Vikings taking Yatir Gross-Matos, uh, defensive lineman from Penn State. Number 23, I got the Pats taking Kenneth Murray, linebacker from Oklahoma. I almost had them taking a quarterback, but I think they like, uh, um, oh, what's his name, uh, quarterback from Alabama, uh, from Auburn. Can't think of his name now. I can't help you, sorry. Um, I can't think of his name. I think they like him enough. Um, Chris, think, Cr- Cr- Christian Fulton? No, no. Who's Who's the – New England quarterback right now from Auburn. Stidham, Jared Stidham. Oh, Stidham. Stidham. I think they like him enough, so they're not going to take a quarterback. I could not think of his name. Uh, number 24, I got the Saints taking a cor- cornerback from Clemson, A.J. Terrell. Uh, number 25, the Vikings taking Trayvon Diggs, cornerback from Alabama. 
Number 26, got the Dolphins taking DeAndre Swift, running back from Georgia. Love it. Number 27, I got the Seahawks taking Joshua Jones, offense tackle from Houston. Number 28, I got the Ravens taking Grant Delfit, uh, safety from LSU. Number 29, I got the Titans taking A.J. Epineza, edge rusher from Iowa. Number 30, I got the uh, Packers taking Denzel Mims, wide receiver from Baylor. Number 31, I got the Niners taking Ross Blacklock, defensive lineman from TCU. And I got the Chiefs rounding out the first round, taking Wisconsin running back Jonathan Taylor. Good stuff. Oh, I'm tired. (laughs) I I also, and I'm going to do it next week if we have time, I came up with a list of my top five favorite sitcom characters and my top ten favorite episodes of The Office. I think we'll have time. If not, we'll make time next week for that. Yes, sir. Sounds like a good idea. You want your birdie bogey question once again? Let's hear it. In our lifetime, there's been 27 NCAA tournaments played, so there's been 27 most outstanding players awarded there's only been one to be drafted number one overall in the nba draft who is he i'm pretty sure it's anthony davis you got yourself a birdie three in a row yes Yes, sir yes anthony davis um in originally uh my dad helped me out with this question this week he thought out of those 27 most outstanding players overall that there was only one that's going to be a sure Hall of Famer, but then he got thinking and said Anthony Davis and Kimba are well on their way. Can who, you tell me who you th- who he thinks the sure Hall of Famer is, that one at most outstanding player? I'm terrible at this. Um, who was most outstanding player? I probably couldn't even tell you who won them all. I definitely couldn't yeah, tell you who I won couldn't. them all. Uh, what year? I don't even think oh, this three. would give it a 2003. Who won it in 2003? It'll, it'll give it away if I give the team. I know it. Um, 2003, 2003. Oh, uh, Carmelo? Yep, Carmelo when Syracuse beat Kansas. Yep. Yeah, he's probably a Hall of Famer. Oh, he's, he's, he's a Hall of Famer. I'd be shocked if he wasn't. I mean, yeah, I, agree. I mean, I love Reggie Miller, and Reggie Miller made the Hall of Fame, and Carmelo's a better player overall than Reggie Miller was. That's, yeah, so sure. But that's going to do it for another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. Thank you to everybody who's been watching on the ISC Sports Network and everybody that's been listening on their favorite podcast platform. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. We are really uh, starving for some ratings and reviews. And if you give us a review, I will read it on the air next week. So with that said, have a great week, everybody. Stay inside, stay safe, stay healthy, and have a great week.